2022 was kind of a shit show. And the only way that I was able to really reel it in and be like, okay, what needs to change in 2023? Be like, so that it's not what, (laughs) not what this year was. And by sharing this with you and being super vulnerable, I hope that it helps you to reflect on challenges and obstacles that happened in this year and what you can learn from it in order to make 2023 your best year yet. Hi, I'm Olivia Austin, brand designer, strategist, business coach, and life enthusiast. I'm obsessed with helping people build a dream life and business that allows them to wake up every day doing what they love and make money doing it. Each episode, I'll take you behind the scenes on how to build an authentic brand, intentional business, and live a life with purpose every single day. So grab a coffee, open up your journal. This is Behind the Design Podcast. Hello, hello. I am so excited about today's episode. I thought it would be sort of a different variation of reviewing goals and just the overall year in general. You guys know I'm super honest with you about everything and very, very transparent, which to me from other entrepreneurs, I really appreciate when people are like super transparent. And While this episode title might seem a little bit negative, I promise there is a lot of really good lessons learned from looking back at, you know, mistakes that were made and, um, yeah, just, yeah, mistakes that were made in, in a year. And I think, I I don't remember who said this. I'm listening to, I was listening to On Purpose by Jay Shetty, which is one of my other favorite podcasts ever. Um, And he talks about how when you review challenges or obstacles or just mistakes that were made, it trains your brain to then be able to adapt and deal with these things moving forward. So I obviously don't like to have any negativity, um, but I think that reviewing mistakes and challenges and obstacles are a really good thing to do when you are evaluating a year. So as you are reviewing 2022 and going over goals for 2023, I encourage you to look at mistakes and challenges and obstacles that you might have uncovered this year. So today I'm going to be talking about three bad business decisions I made in 2022. And to be honest, they're really big. (laughs) Like looking at these top three, there's just three, um, but they were pretty big decisions that are now really helping me to pivot the way that I'm approaching business in 2023. So like I said, mistakes, challenges, obstacles, all good things, because if you don't try, you don't know, and you'll never know. However, um, they, and they also, you know, help you to, to steer you in the right direction. So I'm sharing three bad business decisions I made this year, some lessons I learned from them, and then what I'm doing differently in 2023. And I'm sharing this in hopes that it sparks ideas for you and then also so that you can learn from my own mistakes. But before we get into all of that, wanna share what I'm currently reading. This is my favorite section. 
I just finished a really good book. It was called Lessons in Chemistry, and that was a fun fiction book and or nonfiction book. And that was it was very, very good. It was about women and their place in society and gender biases and all of that. And it was just about a woman chemist, but very, very good. Highly recommend. It was different than what I normally read and I was very impressed. And then for a business self-development book, I am reading The 5am Club, which is all about creating a morning ritual that is like that will set you up for success, which I'm very much enjoying right now. So that is what I'm currently reading. Add it to your list of, add those to your list of of books. I highly recommend actually both of those. Sometimes I'm like, meh, didn't like that book. Oh yeah, I just read um, Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. Didn't love it. I love Colleen Hoover, don't get me wrong, but I didn't love Ugly Love because I don't know, I just felt like it was very predictable. Okay, Let's get right into it. Bad business decisions I made in 2022 and lessons I learned from them. So bad business decision number one was delegating too much. And as someone who has a team and really loves my team and thinks that they're absolutely amazing, I definitely relinquished way too much control. So I want to dive into this really quick. In 2021, I really laid the foundation of the business and the the vision that I had and grew exponentially. I more than doubled my income or more than doubled my revenue. I went from a solopreneur to a um to a team of 5. So, when it came to 2022, I was like, okay, I have this foundation in place. I am ready to go all in. And for me, that was really taking a step back and being more of like the creative director CEO role and really relying on my team and the systems and everything that we have in place. Now, that was the vision. That was what I had put in place. I had been working on this for over a year, for yeah, over a year. And I was like, let's do this. I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to take a step back, blah, blah, blah. But within doing that, I realized I did not like my position in the business. I felt like I lost my purpose. I felt like I was just managing people and approving all the time. And I really lost my love and direction for what I loved doing. And with that, things started losing, not losing control, but we started minimizing the quality or I felt like quality control was was really down because we were taking on a lot of clients. I was delegating a lot to my team. And because of this, we had some unhappy clients, not like a lot, like one or two, but that's still more than than I would ever want. And we and yeah, I just felt like I wasn't working in my genius zone. Like my genius zone is in the brand strategy, is in working one-to-one with clients. Like that is where one, I thrive and what I truly love to do. And I wasn't really communicating with clients as much. I wasn't as deep into the client work. And around summertime, I was just like, oh my gosh, I just don't like this direction, which is crazy because it was what I had been building up towards for the last, you know, year, year and a half at 
at this point. And a really big, like, my number one, like, life value is intentionality. And I felt like I was losing the intention of our work. Like, I've just felt like things were slipping through the cracks because I wasn't in my genius zone. Like, managing people is not my strong suit. Um, So, yeah, I just felt like I really was delegating way too much and um, just didn't didn't enjoy that. Now, you might be listening to this and being like, I really want to delegate and I want to make sure that I'm doing it properly. And that's fine. And I highly recommend delegating and outsourcing and doing all those things and relying on your team. But for me, I just lo- just really felt like I lo- didn't have a clear position in my business and was kind of like lost and floundering. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? I if I'm supposed to be like managing people and just doing sales and bringing more people in, like more clients in, that's just absolutely not what I want to be doing. I want to be doing the brand strategy and the design and just being more heavy in client work. So I guess the lesson that I learned from this is as you are scaling or growing a team or just growing the business in general, you not only want to get clear on what your team is doing or what other tasks in the business are, but what it is that you are doing. Like what does your your day-to-day look like as the CEO? How are you involved in projects and clients and things like that? And making sure that that one sparks joy and two, it aligns with your values as a business owner and just in life in general. Um and while this was you know, I had to do this. This was like, I had been working towards this vision for a year, like I said, a year, year and a half. And I would never know that this wasn't what I wanted unless I did it. So I'm not mad about this decision at all to delegate too much because it now going into 2023, which I'll talk about in a little bit, I'm reeling it back in a lot. Um, But I would never be able to do that and never feel so aligned with where the business is going next year in if I didn't do this. So all this to say, you know, this lesson, this bad business, I'm calling it a bad business decision, but I guess it wasn't really a bad business decision. It was more like a challenge that I worked through or realized is that, you know, I kind of lost my love in the business and just needed to reel it back in. And if you are delegating and you are um, outsourcing and building a team, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you and I have so many thoughts and can help on so many levels for that. But you just really want to make sure that the quality is the quality is still there. And there are just some things as the business owner, as the CEO that you need to be involved in. And that is one of them, especially as a designer or design agency. So that was bad business decision number one. Bad business decision number two was joining a misaligned mastermind. So this had nothing to do with the actual mastermind itself. It was it was fine, but it had everything to do with it not being aligned with my again, with my values and intentionality. So 
common theme here is clearly not making intentional business decisions, which I will talk about. Um, So basically misaligned mastermind. I, you guys know, I am really big on continued education and mentorship. My favorite masterminds or coaching that I have ever been a part of is one, super intimate, and two, is with people who run businesses that I want. So they're, you know, two, three, four steps ahead of me and they can teach me what I need. Like that is, those are like my two stipulations of a mastermind and what I encourage you also to seek out as you are, you know, doing, looking for any sort of like mentorship and coaching. So I completely abandoned (laughs) those two values of mine and joined this mastermind that really was not aligned with my values. It did not help me, you know, move my business forward. I was more advanced than a lot of the people in the mastermind. So I was not, I was just in a different stage of business. So I was not just, it just didn't, was not helpful for me at all. And, um, the mastermind itself was great. The people were, were amazing. The connections that I made were awesome, but the, um, actual like content and education that I, that I needed last year and like that type of guidance I didn't get. And I, because I had invested in this mastermind, I didn't want to then also invest in, you know, a one-to-one coach because I had invested too much, um, in my mind of, a mastermind that was not, um, you know, was not aligned with my values. So again, nothing on the mastermind. It was everything to do with me. The mistake was made with me making the decision, the bad decision and not aligning my values. Now, I want to talk about this because I, the reason I joined was because it, everyone was joining where I felt like everyone was joining and it was a, I was influenced (laughs) by uh, social media and sales and I was, you know, just joining it because I, it was also recommended to me, even though I had an inkling that it wasn't going to be the best mastermind for me. Like I said, I like intimate. I like small groups. Um, I like getting to work personally with the person that is joining, that is running the mastermind. And even though I knew all of these things were not going to happen, I still joined. So the lesson that I learned is to really, really, really vet the, the, the group coaching program, the mastermind, the the, the coaches that are running the mastermind or whatever it is and really get to know them and make sure that not one, not only that you align with the education. So I will never join a mastermind unless I see exactly what we're going over month by month. Um, but really, so really align with the education, but then also align with the people that are running it. Like, do I want that business? Do I want their lifestyle? Like, do I want to be doing exactly what they're doing in one year, two years? Um, and then making the decision based on that. And then also just personality, because like I've said so many times before, we are building businesses that revolve around our dream life and not a life around our business. And 
that is not what, <laughs> what this mastermind was about. So I think really just making sure that I'm really aligning with the per- the people or the person that is running the mastermind or the group coaching program. And then also two is getting really clear on like what it is that I want to learn. So being like, okay, this is what I want to learn. This is what I need the most guidance in. And then sourcing some sort of coach mentorship group coaching program versus seeing it and being like, oh yeah, I, I probably need that. Um, and yeah, evaluating it that way. And then another thing too is really making sure that the other people in the group are better than you. They are better off in business. They have more experience. They can also add to your um to the value of your business. This particular mastermind, that definitely was true. I had made amazing connections and met really amazing people. So that was one really good thing. But just adding that as a reminder is you want to be surrounded by other people who are running high-level businesses and are where, where that you could also learn from. So that was one, um, you know, my second bad business is business decision is joining this misaligned mastermind and when choosing a mastermind. And I think next year, I'm not sure, but I think next year when I join, I definitely want to join some sort of higher education just because I felt like I was really lacking that this year. I really want to try to do in person. So that's something that is really important to me and that I'm excited to explore and just meet more people that are local to either New Hampshire in particular where I live or New England in general. So that's that. And then business, bad business decision number three was running ads. So I have wanted to run ads for like ever for, for no particular reason, like not no particular reason. I just really thought that running ads was going to overnight, like bring in all this extra revenue that I was missing. So we have a template shop and we sell show it website templates. And I probably sell, like we really don't do any sort of marketing strategy or anything, mostly like Pinterest and through our email list. Rarely talk about it on Instagram. And we probably sell like say three to five templates a month. Like it's super passive. There's no effort really on my end that goes into selling these templates. So in my mind, I was thinking, okay, we're going to start running ads, put together like a legit marketing strategy for the template shop, use, like put money behind it to get more traction. And then this will become, you know, an ongoing revenue stream. And in my mind also, because I'm having a baby in March, I was thinking, let's get this ramped up now so that by the time I go on maternity leave and I get into 2023, I will have these ads like running and they'll be actually working because that'll be, this was like a few months ago now. So by the time my maternity leave was, this would have been like nine months in advance. So the intention was there. The idea was there. Like I really thought about this and was like, this is the next step in the business. I've never run ads before. I've never put money behind it, blah, blah, blah. And it just did not convert. 
And, you know, up until like the last five years, I have done organic traffic. I have shown up on Instagram. I have shown up on in my email list, like done the podcast. Like I have put in the work, you guys. So I was thinking like, wow, ads are just going to help me reach an audience that I've never been able to reach before. And you just hear all of these things about running ads and how helpful it could be and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it did not convert at all. I wasted a lot of money. Like I don't even want to tell you the amount of money (laughs) that was wasted on running ads. And this has nothing to do with the ads agency that we worked with. They were absolutely amazing. So understanding. They were even like, I think we need to stop. And I don't know if it was the our templates, but I feel like our templates are really good. They're very fairly priced. They're intentionally designed. It might have been the time that we were running ads. Apparently, like right now isn't the best time to run ads, but I don't know. Either way, this was just a bad business decision. And honestly, the only lesson that I learned, well, one, I'm glad that I did them um, because I had always wanted to do them. Um, And then two, I guess the lesson that I learned is just you know, really evaluating my existing marketing strategy and seeing what was already working and then just double down on that rather than going to try something new. So that's what I'm going to go into and what I'm doing differently for next year. And that's just a good idea for going forward anyway, or not so much going forward, but when you're evaluating 2022 is I would really look at your marketing and what you did really well and what worked and then double down on that. And then also obviously ways that you can, um, you know, bring in new revenue and explore new strategies. But again, this was another thing where I was just kind of like listening to what other people were doing, was kind of like going with the trends, what, what I thought was naturally the next best step when I really should have just doubled down on what was working, which was Pinterest and email and continued going with that rather than spending and wait, like literally wasting, um, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars. So those are my three bad business decisions and lessons that I learned. And I'm going to go further into lessons that I learned and and what I'm doing differently next year, but just want to review. One was delegating too much. I really felt like I lost my purpose um, and love in the business. So my suggestion or recommendation for you going forward is if you are going to be outsourcing and hiring a team, that's amazing. I'm not saying don't hire them because my team is like the best decision that I ever made in my business, but make sure that you are intentional in what it is that you're delegating and that you don't lose quality control over, um, you know, the work that you're doing. Two is a misaligned mastermind. Again, I was just kind of going with the trends, listening to what other people were doing, um, rather than really thinking about what it is that I wanted for coaching and continued education. So if in 2023 you are wanting to have some sort of, you know, continued education or join a mastermind, I would get clear on what it is that you need first and then go out and seek for a coach or 
a mastermind or group coaching, whatever that is for you. And then, or a course, whatever. And then number three is running ads. This was just um, not, didn't align with the value of our business. I think that was another thing. Like when you work with us custom one-to-one, it's multiple five figures. So running ads for a low cost item, low cost product really didn't align with the other services that we offer in the business. So just making sure that if you are going to put money behind it, um, you have a really good strategy and that you feel confident that um, you have the funds to do that and then just feel confident that it really aligns with what it is that you're selling. Um, And then if you don't want to run ads but you want to double down on your marketing strategy, just review what is working well in your business, double down on that, and then maybe implement first another organic um, lead strategy versus putting so much money behind it. Okay, so what I'm doing differently next year. Number one is just doing less. A good thing that these bad businesses (laughs) bad business decisions helped me realize is that I was spreading myself way too thin and was kind of putting my energy in too many buckets. And another good thing that I, a good thing that I did invest in this year was updating all of our processes. So we overhauled everything into ClickUp and Dubsado. So a lot of the back end of our business is extremely automated and removes me. This was a good delegation (laughs) and removes me from our, from, from like day to a lot of day to day, like admin tasks. And I will happily do an entire podcast episode, but I might potentially have a course for you guys that's launching in March all about brand and website design process. But anyway, So that is a really good thing that I did this year that will then allow me to just do less in the new year. So for goals that I'm making for 2023, I'm being really intentional and really, really reeling it back in. Like I'm looking at my goals. I've been working on my goals for like a month. And every time I look at them, I take something away. Um, I will like you know, move that to like Q3 or Q4 or whatever. So I'm just doing less because I felt like this year was so chaotic. It was so messy. I felt like I was in fight or flight mode. I talk about, I talked about this on one of my most recent um, Instagram posts is, and so I'm really just wanting to like take a, take a breather like just relax and feel very aligned with the decisions that I'm making. And that is going to come from my baseline being at a, at a bare minimum. Um, and I do go over like vision and goals and how to set goals in my free mini course goals by design, which I will link in the show notes. And you can also access via Instagram at by Olivia Austin. So feel free to do that. That will just really help like set that intention and vision and and it's a free mini course that's very robust. Um so yeah, that's one thing is just do less. Like I said in the beginning of this podcast episode, I felt like I was like ready to go all in and earlier this like early this year, I was just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's invest. Like let me give my team everything. Let's run ads. Let's do all of this stuff and it was just it was too much and I wasn't able to 
yeah, be as intentional as I would like to. So when I look into 2023, it's just like a breath of fresh air, like shoulders relaxed, like me sitting on the beach with my child. Like that is like the vision for 2023 and just like what I want to embody. So the second thing that I'm doing differently next year is cutting expenses by a lot. I felt like we had a really, really high expense year because of these bad business decisions, honestly. Um, So... And I realized that the investments that I made were some of like my biggest regrets, I guess, for 2022. Um, And again, this was just a challenge, an obstacle. I've learned a lot from it. Um, I'm an Aries and a manifester and we're like notorious over spenders. Um, So this was just like a very eye-opening for me to be like, okay, we need to really cut expenses a lot. And actually in the next episode, that's airing um, the first week of January, I'm talking about recession-proofing your business and talking about trimming the fat and cutting expenses and what that will actually look like for me. But definitely cutting expenses a lot. And this is coming from... um, you know, reeling it back in with my team, so not delegating as much, um, and then really being intentional with what I'm spending money on. So cutting expenses by a lot is a really big one that I'm doing. The second or the third thing is I'm splitting up my offers. So one thing that I realized that I absolutely love doing this year Um, was one, I realized that my genius zone is in brand strategy and design. So I am going to be doing more um, design or I'm going to be way more involved in all of our client work, which means that I'm taking on only a very limited amount of one-to-one custom design clients at a premium price point. And the only reason I'm able to do this and say, oh, I'm only taking on 10 design clients at, you know, a specific um, amount is because I have built this reputation and we, I've built the team and I've done the work and done everything. And now I'm just reeling it back in. So again, I'm very grateful for these lessons that I've learned and for, you know, trying this out with delegating a lot. And again, I'm going to go into like what my actual business pivot is going to look like. Um, So basically, I'm just, we're taking on a significantly less custom one-to-one offerings or custom design clients. And then um, I'm shifting a lot of my focus into coaching. So where now I would say 80% of my revenue is design and 20% is coaching, it's going to look more like 60-40. And I'm super excited about this. I have wanted to, I've, I've run a mastermind designed to scale for the last two years now, and it's just a really small, intimate mastermind. I've loved it, but that is the only way that you can work with me via coaching. And it's at a really high price point. um, And it's very intimate and for high level designers. In 2023, I'm going to have a lot more offerings. So, you know, I have right now I have my template shop that's up there that has like all of our processes and everything, but I'm going to have more, um, you know, clarity calls and more ways to work with me. I'm going to be launching like a series of courses and all of that stuff. And then also launching my personal brand. So I'm really building up my coaching business to be a legit business rather than just something I do 
on the side. So again, it's going to be more like 60-40 as far as like splitting revenue. Um, and then I guess either this can be like the fourth thing or this could be um, like a sub like 3A, but I'm focusing more on passive income. So this is going into like the doing less category where basically the only way to work with me is going to be through the 10 custom one-to-one design spots that I have. I am rounding out design to scale um, in June, and then I'm only going to have two one-to-one spots to work with me in coaching. So like those are the only ways to work with me one-to-one, and then everything else is going to be more passive. So like I said, courses, templates, um, maybe some like master classes here and there, but very, um, you know, like I said, I want to be sitting on the beach with my baby and like reading my email and seeing things come in. Although I love interacting one-to-one with people. So I think that I will have more, more of like, yeah, one-to-one stuff or not so much one-to-one, maybe more like group coaching, master classes, things like that. However, um, I really want to focus on the passive part because I think for me, um, the doing less is going to be really, really valuable. And it's just like what I want to do going into the new year. So doing less, cutting expenses, really diversifying my offers. And that is really all that I'm changing. Um, Like I said, I want to invest in a really good education mastermind, but I think my goals are really rooted in one, being more intentional in everything and what I'm investing in and what I'm offering and just making sure that this all really aligns with not the business that I want to run. Well, yes, the business that I want to run, but the life that I want to have, especially going into my first year of motherhood. So I hope that this was helpful. I felt like I babbled a little bit, but I honestly, I love when I can hear about the challenges and things that people did um, in their business and how it helped them going forward. Um, You know, at not I think it's important to remember that not every single season of business is going to be amazing. So I am now in my fifth year of business and I've learned so much and every single year has been amazing, you know, doubling revenue and working with aligned clients. And like, I feel really, really good in a lot of things in our business, in our pricing, in our offerings, in our systems, in our processes, in the types of clients that we're bringing in. Like, I'm obsessed with all of that. Um, I'm very excited with what like being able to offer courses and, um, you know, really focusing on content creation next year and just like, um, but 2022 was kind of a shit show. And the only way that I was able to really reel it in and be like, okay, what needs to change in 2023 be like so that it's not what <laughs> not what this year was um and that is what really helped me and actually I want to give you two really good journal prompts that um I read I think like on an Instagram post and that I ended up doing that I felt that that kind of sparked the idea for this podcast episode and then just in journal prompts and reviewing for 2023 is here here they are one what do I want? Two, where will I be if I keep doing the same thing? 
And I guess a, a third one would be what are my blind spots for next year? Like what can what can you become more aware of? Because if you can be clear on what you don't know and and what will happen if you don't do these things, then you're going to put yourself ahead of yourself basically because it's like, okay, this is what I need to focus on or this is what I made mistakes on or these were my challenges or this is what needs to change. And a lot of times what needs to change is just reconnecting with the vision, the why, um, and really getting clear on the vision and where you're going. So again, that goals by design mini training is will like really, really help um, with all of that. But I hope that this was helpful. I hope this sparks them interest, um, spark some ideas for you, and that you can learn (laughs) from my mistakes. But I hope you have a good rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, leave a review. It helps more than you know. Seriously, it's like it helps me so much um, just to know that I'm not just talking into a microphone (laughs) and that you guys are actually listening. So I hope you have a great rest of your day, week, month. Enjoy the holiday season and I will see you in the new year.